When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to your Tuesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. How the heck are we doing? Whew, man, Monday was rough, huh? Let's hope Tuesday is, you know what I usually say, wait to Wednesday to phone it in for the rest of the week, but I'm going to make an exception. I say we phone it in from Tuesday on this week. Yes. Um, listen, I'm in New York. I told you about that on Monday. And also thank you to all the people who reached out. It is so funny when you talk on this, you realize, oh man, people are listening. And a lot of people reached out <laughs> and say, I hope you're okay. Cause I was kind of bummed out yesterday. And uh, I am good. I am just tired. And I think I am run down, man. Today was wild. I, I, got to do, uh, I got to do two big podcasts at the Betches studio. And then I went over to Sarah Galley's, who does Andy's Girls. Uh, and I was a guest on hers again. And I was just, I have just wiped. And I've been trying to work out and eat right. And, and, and when you're trying to work out and eat right, you are tired. I don't know. Hey, this is this is science for you. You're you're tired. It feels like quicker, and your body needs the bad food that you were giving it. But I'm trying not to give it the bad food. It's a vicious circle, folks. Don't just eat candy and call it a day, call it a day. My God. Um, listen. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things, and we have a truly amazing guest. I. Uh, I really loved talking to my guest last week. Uh, She also was on the show Love is Blind because I don't know if you listened to yesterday's episode at the end of uh, the Sophie Pop Culture Roundup, we had Izzy Zapata from this season of Love is Blind. And that was was amazing. I don't know if you guys are caught up on this season of Love is Blind, but uh, he did not, uh, you know, he unfortunately did not find love in the pods. But uh, today we get to talk to somebody that did find love in the pods. Somebody that is an exception, not the rule of love is blind. Now, you might remember her from the first season of Love is Blind. We have the one and only Lauren Speed Hamilton with us. 
And I talked to her last week and I just thought she was great. I mean, she really kind of inspired me. I like people that build things and build businesses and seem positive and seem like they handle adversity and struggle. And I don't know, I just, I had such a good vibe talking to her. So I hope you guys dig her as much as I uh, dug talking to her and I hope to talk to her again. But let's do some pop culture stories first uh, before we call it a day. Cause I, after this, I gotta, man, I have some good guests coming on and I've been, you know, my dream has, it's also, it's a lot of hard work because I'm getting all of these guests, but they all have something to promote. So I've been watching movies. I've been reading like in between like four books. I'm watching Netflix specials. I mean, and this is, I mean, truly amazing, but you're like, wow. I mean, I literally, I want to sit back and watch Sister Wives, but I got to watch stuff for research to do these podcasts. Woo. Living the dream. And I actually mean that. Um, you guys good? Are you good? Okay. Sorry. I kind of was monopolizing the conversation there, but I hope you're good. Um, we have to talk this Taylor Swift stuff. Okay. So say if you were me or a guy like me, great taste, loves music, loves Taylor Swift, made some friendship bracelets, wanted to go see the Taylor Swift eras movie in the next couple of days, because this person, you know, use me as an example, couldn't see it this weekend because maybe they went to Jersey to see Joey Gorga and just time got away, just did not have time to go see this Taylor Swift eras movie. So I'm thinking if we're using me as an example, uh, Tuesday night, I'm like Tuesday night, I have a little bit of time after tomorrow's interviews. What if I took myself to the Taylor Swift eras movie, which by the way, now is it getting to a point where it is like the creepy old man by himself at the Taylor Swift eras movie, you know, and I'm like, Ooh, shape of your body. Like, Ooh, like what is, I mean, I realize now when you go solo to these things, you're really putting a target on your chest in a sense. And it's just a bunch of girls dancing in a circle in the front of the theater. And then just me awkward with a popcorn bucket and, you know, spilling uh, butter all over myself, potentially. It just it, it sounds even weird me saying it out loud. Anywho, what if I go to this by myself? What I think, you know, it's, it's happy. It'll be joyous, probably. And um, just enjoy. So I go on to the old uh, AMC movie theater app. And uh, I th think my app's broken because there's no showings on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And I'm like, wait, what? There's no, wait, what? And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, this has got to be, th and then all of a sudden I hit Thursday and all of a sudden Thursday there's showings. And then I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to call AMC customer service yet. So I go to Google and I type in, why can't older man go to see Taylor Swift on Tuesday? And pops up an article. I mean, this chaps my hide. Taylor, if you are listening, you gotta, you gotta think about this, man. Get this. Part of her contract for this movie is that the movie is not to be shown on Monday, Tuesdays, or Wednesdays because she wants her young fans to concentrate on school and stuff like that. What the F are we, what? Taylor, what about the old fans that have given up on life that can do this shit on Tuesday? Who cares about the young fans? You've given them enough. Also, they're young. They've got their whole lives ahead of them. They've already won that lottery. What about me? It's over. Why can't I go see the Taylor Swift Eras movie on Tuesday, Taylor? It makes no sense. I, I mean, I'm not even joking. This is legitimately half. I thought we lived in a free country. This, I mean, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous.
I, as an older man, should be able to go see the Taylor Swift era's movie on a Tuesday by myself if I want to. And I should be able to go get the, the popcorn bucket with her logo on it, and I should be good doing all of that. And no, Taylor says, no, I want my young fans to concentrate. My God! It's like, you don't even care that I went to school so much longer, like before this. Like I already put the work in. I deserve the fruits of my labor. I went to ASU. I graduated high school for the most part. Like, what are we doing here? I can't go see the Taylor Swift era. What are we gonna go see the Exorcist? What are we gonna go see some car movie like Fast and Furious with some whatever the men see? I wanna see Taylor Swift. And now I have to wait until Thursday when all those young fans will have all that energy saved up from the week and they're just going to be probably buying tickets way faster than I will because I'm an older man that now obviously... <laughs> when are things going to be done for me? When is this going to go my way? I mean, this is legitimately happening out there. I mean, this is why I was... I just sat there. I was like, what is going on? What is going on, Taylor? I don't like it. And you know what? Now, now the gloves are off, Taylor. I love you so, but the gloves are off. And I got to say, I'm ashamed of all of us. I said this yesterday, but I, I've now watched so many more videos of, um, of people uh, highlighting and studying the body movements of this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and them touching each other lightly. And now he holds the door. Like this guy is getting celebrated for basic shit. Like he held a door open for Taylor and people are like, oh my God, he's the love of her life. Are you at the, a door opening? It's, that's the easiest thing in the world, a door opening. How about trying not to cheat on Taylor Swift? Now that is something that you, you know, should be a, a, opening a door. Are you kidding me? And girls are swooning. Uh, you should see, and probably some of you girls listening right now are falling into this habit of just, I mean, we... This is how little, this is how little is expected of us men. This man literally held her coat when she was meeting a young fan and people were like, holy shit, is this guy going to be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize on top of potentially being up for the Super Bowl this year? He was holding a coat. He was holding, that's how little it takes to impress women. He's holding a coat and this guy's all like, he's the one. He is the one. Wow. Way to go. I am, I just, I'm just, I'm befuddled. I'm confused. I feel like I just, and they're still, they're still dilly dallying around New York. So I keep hoping to bump into her. In fact, I was, um, uh, I was taking a lift to the office today and we drove down this one street in, uh, Soho and I saw these girls taking selfies outside of like this building and I was like, I bet that's where Taylor lives. I bet that's where Taylor lives. Also, this is how people like me get in trouble. Cause I'm like, you know what? She is around here. I should go find out where she lives and ask why I can't go see her movie tomorrow night. Wouldn't that be amazing? I finally get my wish of being on TMZ, but it's for the wrong reason. <laughs> like Ryan Bailey asks, <laughs> Ryan Bailey treks to Taylor Swift's Soho Loft to ask why he can't go see a Tuesday showing of her movie. And it's just a photo of me like, jazz hands. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, so I'm bummed about that. But listen, we've got enough TV. I, you know, I have plenty of things to watch. Don't worry about me. Um, tonight, you guys, I watched, I, I harmed myself. I, I practiced self-harm and I watched Special Forces on Fox, which of course we've talked about before on this show. It's the thing where they take, um, varying levels of celebrity, but usually like B and lower celebrities like B, C, D, E. Um, and they send them to uh, a faraway land and make them go through kind of like war games and training. And, um, it's okay like it's the pacing's like glacial it's very slow and there's always a narrator like these people didn't think they could do this but they will find out that they will be pushed to the test and then you have like these drill sergeants that are all like kind of british of like tom why did you think you could leave your partner behind we don't have that luxury in real war we hesitate people die and it's wild because these celebrities are there obviously for the paycheck, but each of the celebrities there have to find like another reason besides money why they chose to do it. So Tom's is like, dude, I had to, um, I had to win back the name of Thandaval for my family, dude. I, um, um, I shamed my family in the name of Thandaval. So I'm here to earn back that respect. Which is like, no, dude, you are not here to earn back the respect of the name of Sam. It's not like if you win special forces, everybody's like, holy shit, this guy's on top of his game. Yeah, he did that nine-month cheating thing and lied and did a lot of goofy shit. But this, the special forces thing, it seemed completely stupid at first, but now he's earned back my respect. So they put him through these wild things. And then tonight, you guys, was... It was uh, the piece, piece de resistance. It was truly an incredible episode where they, uh, they, the, the Bravo crew, I didn't call it that because of Bravo TV, but that's their like team name. There's two teams and Tom's team lost. So they had to be put through extra paces and they had like run back to the, 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 uh, their little tents and stuff. 
And then the uh, the other mission was that they had to fight each other. Like they had padding on their head, but Tom Sandoval had to fight Nick Vialli, the guy from The Bachelor. And uh, <laughs> and Tom Sandoval won. Tom Sandoval did win that with Nick Vialli, but um, he was like he. They were like, "Stop, Tom, stop!" And he wouldn't stop. And they had to pull him away because he was just like, "He's like, dude, I was losing it, dude. I was in my mind, dude. I'm just dealing with so much rage." And then he gets he has to fight Jack Osborne. And you guys, Jack Osborne beats Tom Sandoval. This Jack Osborne, man, he was on my show a couple weeks ago talking about his ghost adventure show. Uh, really nice guy. But this Jack, I got to tell you, man, who knew that this guy was such a maniac in the sense that, like, he's, like, all in shape. Like, he beat up Tom Sandoval in round two. It was wild. I mean, it was truly wild. But then Tom got a bloody nose. And Tom just looked like in another like land. He was like, oh, he was like all thrown off. And they go back to the the base, and Jack's like, oh, you're right, Tom. You, you Tom, you're right, you're right. And he's just like staring off into the distance. And then he goes outside, and um, he goes and takes a poop. And we don't. I mean, we don't literally see. I mean, we see his feet where the little the <laughs> little bathroom is, the barracks bathroom. Um, very, uh, <laughs> very amazing. I mean, I want to read you this. I love page six. Page six sometimes cracks me up with those guys, Evan Reel and Danny Murphy were on my show last week and I was on their show this week. So if you want to check that out, but this is the headline on page six today, Tom Sandoval cries while taking a poop after emotional special forces challenge. And then the quote is so intense, so intense, dude. Could you imagine? I mean, you thought that... <laughs> You thought the Raquel Rachel cheating thing was an embarrassment? What about crying after a very intense challenge while you're pooping on special forces? Also, how did you think that was going to bring honor back to the sandbox? <laughs> it's so... And listen, your heart sometimes goes out to the guy, but then it's like, nah, you're not going to fool me. That's probably by design. And I will tell you, in the little like things that they talk about about this, because he gets pulled in to talk to the, like, the drill sergeants at the end, and they're like, you cost lies today, Tom. What was that out there? And he's like, oh, dude, I don't know if you know, the last three months have been really intense, dude. Really intense. And then he goes, my publicist, dude, said they've never seen anything like this, man. And now everybody's like Team Ariana, dude. And they sold $200,000 of merchandise in two weeks. And I was sitting there going like, I was livid. Because, you know, half the time on this show, I'd be like, dude, I need to earn back people's respect. I, I made a mistake. I screwed up. And then the other half, he's like, I'm so angry. I can't believe this is happening. He's like, a dude cheating on a reality show? That happens all the time, dude. It's like no personal responsibility. And that's when you're like, oh, dude, maybe you should have brought back honor to the name by not doing this thing, but actually going to intensive therapy. Like, maybe that would have truly brought honor back and actually cleared up some of these anger issues that you can clearly see that he has. Because, you know, and I get it, of course, if you have the world mad at you, he's like, it was on CNN, dude. He was like all upset about that. But it's it always he always leaves out the part of like, uh, I know I totally created it and I did it. And I thought I was all slick when I was lying and stuff. I thought I was all cool. I mean, on top of all the times he probably cheated that we still have not found out about, mind you. But I just think it's very interesting that that he's like, dude, my publicist said they've never seen anything like this, dude. 
And it's like, you're leaving out the humanity of that. We're supposed to empathize and pity you when you didn't empathize or pity the situation you put Ariana in front of. It like kind of gets those buttons pushed again for me where I still think like, oh man, you still kind of don't seem to fully get it. And you're just going balls to the wall, hoping that you can make money off of this and keep your, you know, keep your public persona in this. And by the way, Lauren, Love is Blind, it was interesting talking to her because I feel like she's used this platform of Love is Blind. Obviously, she got married, but she's used this to kind of help her as a creator and push forward. She's got podcasts. She did a book, so many different projects and seems to be a genuinely positive person. So I was watching this and I was just so confused because it just seemed I was like, man, this guy seems to just be angry at us and angry at Ariana still. But it's so silly because he's on this show that's silly to begin with. But I will tell you, these drill sergeants, they hear Tom say all this stuff and they're like, we're not hearing any personal responsibility, Tom. You don't take personal. We don't take personal responsibility. People die. So you need to check yourself. Like they meet. And I was like, I want to see these dudes at a Bravo reunion. They like, they're really nailing it. And I was like, I wanted them to go deeper. I wanted them to be like, and what did you say about pins and batteries, Tom? It was a bunch of bullshit. Military people like me talk about pins and batteries. We bring our own pins and batteries because we need to be self-reliant and efficient. And you expect women to get your pins and batteries. Take a lap. It's truly... I gotta tell you, this tonight was my favorite Special Forces episode. Also, another part that I love is this Tyler Cameron, you know, the hottie that you guys all love. Uh, Very hot man from the Bachelor franchise. He did so much exercise in this, these challenges that he uh, threw up when he was standing up, he threw up and they were like, hey, hey, don't, hey, hey, look up when you throw up. Don't put your head down. And so then he looks up and he projectile vomits again. And I was like, that's, that's what we need. When somebody's that good looking, that's exactly sometimes what you want to have. You want girls to see them projectile vomiting standing up. But then I was thinking, oh my God, I bet girls watch this tonight and go, oh my God, I wouldn't mind him projectile vomiting on me. It's that whole Travis Kelce, like, oh my God, I bet he holds a coat for a woman. And I was like, and you notice this Tyler Cameron, he's making the rounds of all these interviews and podcasts and all that stuff, which makes me think he probably goes to the end. I think there's a, seems like to be a crew like Nick Vialli, Tom Sandoval, Jack Osborne and uh, Jojo Siwa and Tyler Cameron. I feel like they go probably like to the end because they all seem to be doing the most interviews. But this Tyler Cameron, he does the same. Not It's not his fault, but he goes on every talk show and whoever the girl is, there's a whole bit of like, would you fuck this girl? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And they're like, hee hee. Like that's, every, watch what happens live with Bryn. Bryn was like, oh my God, Ugh. we might have sex, who knows? It is wild. I mean, girls, legit, guys too, legitimately just throw themselves at this man. Just throw themselves at this man. And so I was very, very thrilled that he projectile vomited on camera tonight. I was like, yes, that's one for the mediocre guys. That's one for us. The guys that can't get into Taylor Swift on a Tuesday to see the Eras movie. But then I was thinking, next season, if I continue to watch this show, um... I want Cody from Sister Wives on it. Now, I finally got to watch Sister Wives tonight from Sunday Night Sister Wives. And this guy's just never going to get it. You guys, I've been talking about Sister Wives here and there. But basically, polygamous marriage. He was married to like 
one, two, three, married to four women. And now he's pretty much just with one of them. And, uh, you know, like even the people, it's just hysterical. The guy's trying to hold onto these ringlets of hair. It's like his whole pride and joy is just the hair. None of his kids. Like he doesn't care about his kids at all. He blames them for everything. And it's like, dude, they're kids. What are you talking about? They can't even go to a Taylor Swift's movie on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because they got studies. Why are you blaming everything on kids, Cody? This guy is just toxic masculinity, but I need Cody from Sister Wives to be on Special Forces. I would love to see this guy put, put through his paces, wouldn't you? Oh my God, it is just wild. Uh, every week, it's just more and more toxic masculinity, but it is amazing watching these women slowly wake up and realize that they've been indoctrinated to an idiot. They're like, wait, oh my God, we thought we were like bound to God and heaven with this guy? And he's just getting angrier and angrier. And then, you know, the one, <laughs> there's like, so there's four wives, right? Janelle got married. We talked about her, it seemed like had a beautiful wedding. We talked about it on the show last Monday. And, um, but then the other, the other wives, you've got, uh, you got Robin. Robin is the only wife that has stood around. We call her eyebrows cause she has some intense eyebrows a little bit. Um, and everybody kind of blames Robin for the dissolution of this family in certain ways because Cody really preferred Robin over these other ladies. It was like the most recent wife. And so Janelle, no, sorry, Janelle, I didn't, Janelle didn't get married. I'm so sorry, you guys. Janelle did not, Christine got married. It's so hard to keep up with sister wives' names. Christine was the one that got married. Janelle is the one that finally is on the cusp of leaving him. It's like, we know she does because I've seen the press releases, but uh, she's struggling with it. And then you got my favorite, Mary. And Mary keeps saying that she has this business that, and then also this Airbnb that's like, and she's like, I gotta go take care of my business. And her business is like an MLM. It's like Lulu Row or something. And this Mary, and Mary's like, I wanna make this work, Cody. And Cody, every week, finds a different way to be like, I do not like you at all. I don't care if you're here. There's no feelings for you at all. And she'll be like, I see a glimmer of hope, buddy. I'm not leaving this family. Like. Everyone else, he's complaining that they left him, but Mary, he's like, please leave. I need you to leave. I really want you to leave. And she'll be like, you're telling me there's a chance. All right, big guy, I'm staying. It is insane. It is insane. Now, I haven't watched 90 Day Fiance, the Sunday 90 Day Fiance, and the Monday. I have not watched either of those yet because um, I, I just, there's only so much anger I can feel. I just get so angry watching 90 Day Fiance. I don't know about you guys. Um, so that's that. We had Below Deck Mediterranean on tonight. I have not watched that yet, but I'm excited. Last night we had the season finale of Real Housewives of New York. The two-part reunion starts next Sunday. I talked a little bit about that last night. Now I have to re-watch it again because I was just in a bad, funky, depressed mood. So I don't know if it truly was as bad as I thought it was, but I just stopped caring. Now Jessel, I am Jessel. I am Queen Jessel from Roni. She had a Rolling Stone spread, which by the way, do you guys remember when Rolling Rolling Stone's magazine used to just be about music and it used to be prestigious. Now Rolling Stone magazine, they have like a whole reality show division. I'm not complaining. It's just such a different magazine than when I was growing up where every two weeks, like my allowance money, I would go buy a Rolling Stone magazine. And now most of these magazines, including Rolling Stone, are just online. Well, Jessel got a full photo spread and uh, it truly was, I mean, it's really amazing 
how a season can change, where you start off really kind of like whatever with a cast member, and then by the end, she is celebrated, and the other cast members like Cy and Aaron probably didn't see this coming a mile away. And then you got Bryn. Bryn now is kissing Jessel's ass, trying to hang out with her all the time, because Bryn, Bryn thinks it all out. Bryn, Bryn has a five-year plan, I believe, for Housewives. She really sees herself at the top, because she truly is born to do this. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I feel she is so made for reality shows. Um, no, that is it for today. We could talk about so many other things, but I, I am feeling a little under the weather, and I got a bunch of interviews to tomorrow. And listen, we've got an amazing guest. If you love Love is Blind, and even if you don't, she was just so great to talk to. And I think it's always positive to talk to somebody that this show actually did something amazing for them. It actually helped them find their husband, the love of their life. And actually, they're using, we talk about her nonprofit in this. We talk about what she's done. We talk about how she lives her life. And I think she's a real good example of how reality shows, sometimes it works out for the best. Sometimes it's not all about cheating and the Sandovals and Scandivals and, and whatever is happening then. You know, it's like, it can be positive. And I think that's so great. So ladies and gentlemen, I am so thrilled to have uh, the one and only from Love is Blind season one, but also from so many other things that we talk about, Lauren Speed Hamilton. Have a great Tuesday, you guys. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Folks, welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, we have an amazing guest. Now, I have been down a rabbit hole of everything that she's involved in all weekend, and it took me literally all weekend. I I found myself... It being inspired by her, actually, which I didn't expect to when I started looking into everything that she's been involved in, but it just truly became inspirational for me at a point. Now, you got to know her and love her through the very popular Netflix show, Love is Blind, where they have this experiment, which we talk about all the time, where they put these people in pods, they don't let them see each other, and listen, most of the time, it is 
a train wreck as we are seeing in season five. Now, this person is the exception, not the rule. And I think that makes her somebody that needs to be studied. But on top of being one of the cast members on season one of Love is Blind, she has so many other things at play right now. And I could do just a whole conversation about how she focuses even on business because it's inspirational. Not only does she have a book with her husband, Leap of Faith, Finding Love the Modern Way, she also has a insanely popular YouTube page with over over 700,000 subscribers. It's called Hanging with the Hamiltons. I just watched a bunch of their videos. They are back with a vengeance in this last couple of weeks. Um, And also her podcast, uh, which is produced by Netflix, is called We Have the Receipts, which is a weekly deep dive into Netflix unscripted reality hosted by one of my favorites, co-hosted by one of my favorites, Chris Burns, as you know him, at uh, Fat Carrie Pratchaw on Instagram. Uh, She also has... Uh, her own, I mean, she's the owner and founder of the Speed Brand, which is a creative multimedia company in Atlanta where she is based. I mean, these are just, I mean, it's amazing what she's been a part of. So, I mean, without further ado, let's welcome welcome her from Love is Blind Season 1, Lauren Speed Hamilton. Lauren, thank you so much Yay. for being here. Thank you. That was a great like intro. I need that like recording and just play that on my voicemail. Like that was. I feel that like that, awesome. I, that. This is the interview. That's it. I have no more time to actually talk to that you because great. of your achievement. Um, <laughs> listen, we're talking on a Monday morning and this was just something that popped into my head because I was like, wow, how do you approach a new week, a new work week where you work on Beyonce hours, where you are 24 <laughs> seven? How do you like, does Monday mean anything to you? Yes. I mean, every day means something to me. Honestly, like I live off of a to-do list and my calendar, Google and my assistant. Okay. I I can't do it all on myself. I do a (laughs) lot of stuff. My assistant Tiffany is amazing. But honestly, to-do lists and calendars help me just to stay organized. Because like you said, I have a lot going on, like many of us do, you know, so it just helps me to know like, okay, I got to do this today. This is what I have to get done this week. So I'm a very, try to be strategically organized person. Uh, I mean, God, I mean, what, what, wait, this is just a random question. Do you use a specific to-do list app? I've tried like five of them and it just, I mm-hmm. still am not getting things done. Is there one that you recommend? You know what? I am actually a old school person when it comes to to-do lists. I like to write things on my notebook. Like there's ah, nothing like, right. oh. you know, there's nothing like <laughs> pen and paper. I'm one of those people that carries around like the little cute target planners. And I'm like, okay, I got to do this today. Um, I love so that. Although Asana is amazing. I don't know if you Okay, we just started using Asana and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get used to it, but it is one of those, it's like teaching my dad how to use any kind of new technology. It's like takes forever <laughs> for me to get it comfortable does. with. Yeah, um, it's one of those things you just got to get acclimated. But once you do, it's great. Uh, listen, you came to, uh, a lot of us know you from Love is Blind season one, and mm-hmm. you really were, you know, you and your husband who you guys have been together five years now married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really are the exception, not the rule on these shows. Now we wouldn't have known that, but now we have four other seasons. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes your relationship so different? How have you guys been able to make it work? And others on this show have not had the success in love that you have. 
Ooh, that's a good question, Ryan. Honestly, I feel like our season coming into Love is Blind, I just think maybe it's all about the intentions. I mean, we didn't really know much about the show. For us, it was really honestly an experiment. (laughs) experiment. Like, let's just walk into this and see what happens. Let's have, you know, an open heart and open mind. Now the show is heavily produced. Now people have seen the popularity of it. So they may not be going on it for the right reasons in the first place. So I think that just the quality, well, I'm not going to say the quality of people. That's not terrible. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that, you know, just people's intentions going on the show is different. So, you know, if you're not going in there with your, with the right intentions to really find someone like for long term and really fall in love and find your husband or wife or significant other, then you're not going to have longevity. Y'all going to argue about the dishes and you ain't going to get a divorce. Like it's going to be over. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, yeah. take us back though to before that, like this show did not exist. You know, mm-hmm. how did you actually even read about this show or audition for this show? And I think a lot of us as audience members, even still to this season, we look at this and be like, are you out of your mind? You're yeah. trying to find love with Without seeing the person, mm-hmm. are we? Are, why would you even risk that in certain ways? I'm sure your family had bones to pick with you as well. Oh, what absolutely. was going through your mind at the time? <laughs> um, at the time, my dating life sucked. First and foremost, <laughs> um, honestly, the casting director reached out to me in my DMs. She slid in my DMs, y'all, crazy. And I was just like, "What is this?" Because I never, believe it or not wanted to do reality TV. I was like, it's kind of messy. You know, I've seen the housewife shows. I've seen like <laughs> different shows. I just always see like women fighting. I'm like, that's not me. But she was very persistent. She hit me up multiple times. And then I was just like, well, my dating life does suck. Like what's the worst thing that could happen? So I talked to her more. We had a conversation. She sent me the application or just some paperwork to fill out. And then it was, history was made from there. You know, I told my parents, they thought I was absolutely insane like why are you you're gonna talk to people through a wall what although my mom she was intrigued she was like if you find somebody (laughs) this is great I mean you never know love is love so um yeah but my family is always very supportive I'm as you guys can see on the show a very quirky type of person you know I have my own ways and once I set my mind to something I do it and my family has always been like Lauren's just being Lauren so they were surprised but at the same time they were like okay well if this is what you really want to do and I got a son-in-law out of it so <laughs> I mean yeah and this guy I mean Cameron is Cameron Hamilton he he's a really good man or yes, I mean it's it, it seems like yes. he's a really great guy I was watching uh, your YouTube video about kind of catching us up on what you guys have been up to. Mm-hmm. And you just got a, a, a business space together where yeah. you guys work out of. And you seem like you truly uh, support each other and have these mm-hmm. kind of adventures, which, by the way, are you going to actually go see Usher finally? That seems to be one of the goals. Oh, my God, Ryan, I got my Usher tickets. You this did. week. Yes. I am so excited. Cam's like, OK, I guess uh, we're really going to do this. Now Cam he, only knew saw, the one Usher song. He only knew the one Usher song. I got to get him ready. But you saw in that video, he said he was going to have on an Usher t-shirt, right? So I think I'm yeah. going to try to hold him to it. I'm like, no, you said <laughs> you're going to have on a t-shirt. So I bought you this Usher t-shirt for you to wear. And this is what you're going to wear to the concert. You need to take it a step further and do one of those uh, PJ sets with Usher's faces all over, <gasps> oh like pants and shirt. If Usher uh, saw that, he would for sure give Cameron the mic. I think that's what he's trying to avoid. Because I'm like, Cam, you have to know these songs. So when he walks through the audience, 
he's gonna see us and he's gonna be like finish the lyric you know he's like he's not giving me the mic it's not yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i was like is that the melody i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um so when you're in these pods i think just a lot of I've always been curious. It's edited down so deeply mm-hmm. about, you know, that that we don't know how long you guys are in the pods. I think on the fifth season, they said they were in there 10 days. And sometimes I, I beg for Netflix just to release the unedited pod sessions because I want to know the I want to know the awkward <laughs> silences. I want to know all of that mm-hmm. where I mean, can we trust that you I mean, it seems like in your case, definitely. But I guess we're all just like how you how you really can let your heart go in these situations where you can't see somebody. How long are you in these pods? What's a pod session between you and Cameron? How long would these things go? You know what? Honestly, Ryan, I was surprised too. Okay, because the pod session is ten days. I guess they're still keeping that because you said somebody from season five. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, but the thing is, the dates that you go on, these dates are like three, four hours sometimes, you know? So you're just sitting in there talking to each other. Like, you remember back in the day when people used to like fall asleep on the phone? Like, I'm so old school. Yeah. I'm doing the <laughs> old school phone hold. Um, you know, you just talk for hours about everything. Like, and you get to connect with people so fast because you don't have television. You don't have friends. You don't have your phone to distract you. So three hours ends up feeling like three weeks because you covered all the bases. You know so much about this person that you don't even get to learn on most of your first dates, you know? Yeah. So, But then if it doesn't work, like the men that you had to talk to that didn't work, did those four hours seem like uh, an eternity? Oh, yeah, I would take naps. Like we had agreements, like I would go into the pods and if it was someone who I knew that I didn't connect with and it was a long day, it was like, look, you and I both know this is a friendship. We don't get a lot of sleep in here because we would have like 16 hour film days sometimes, like crazy long. And I'd be like, look, I need a nap. You need a nap? Cool. We're going to do it together? <laughs> awesome. We would, I would have nap dates and it was That's- spectacular. Oh my God, I would be freaking out if like the girl I was in the pods with wanted to take a nap date. I was like, this isn't going well. We're in a nap no, day right now. No. She's pretending she's sleeping to not talk to right. me. Right. Say that you're asleep, but you're really over there like <laughs> yeah. writing something or something. But I'd just be snoring like a mad. It's like, oh my God, he's a snore. Um, okay, so we get to see your love story. And I think that's why we actually keep coming back to Love is Blind because it provided a foundation of love, these Mm -hmm. things that we believe in. I think at the end of the day, that's human connection. Everything that we do is supposed to try to connect with another person or if we do it right on earth. And we see that yours works. But then, like I said, it's kind of seemingly become a mess in a lot of ways. Or those are the things that get highlighted sometimes because they're Mm -hmm. so uh, funny. And there's an ecosystem now that's been created with love is blind or the lib community and Netflix per se with ultimatum and stuff like that. What have you thought as this ecosystem has grown since you guys have done it and you are the gold standard? How do you feel about it now? Um, you know what, to be honest, I wish that they focused more on the relationships that are loving and have good things going on. Of course, I know it's reality TV. Everybody wants to see drama. Everybody wants to laugh at drama because it's something about that that's entertaining when you see other people struggling and arguing. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, see, that's what I go through. So it is normal that people have terrible dates and 
stuff like this. But also, I feel like the thing about me and Cam's story is people loved it so much because it was like, oh, finally, two genuine people like connecting on reality TV. We don't see this. And that's what I feel like so many people really connected to with us in our season. So I would like to see a little bit more of that sprinkled in, like the ultimatum. Who don't get me started, right? I can't do the ultimatum. Oh, my oh God. it is. It's it so, is. Why? It is. Well, I mean, it's just it's so like swingers, funny. like y'all. Get... <laughs> well, that's that's what it encourages, and why it's like just call it swingers, and like just let's let's call it a day. We don't you even know, need to call like it the ultimate. You can go yeah. sleep with them for a couple weeks and come back to me. Y'all didn't need to go on a show to do this. Like, take a break. That's funny if they call the next season just hall pass. Like, we should yeah. just call it <laughs> exactly. Like, that's crazy. But there, so that's there, not for me. There, well, th- you you got what you needed to get yeah, out of it. You, you got, know. And you've gotten so much more out of it. I think also the funny thing with you and, and Cam is that even when I was watching you guys this weekend or going to your YouTube, I was like, yeah, let me get my eyes on these guys again. Let's see if this is fake or not. Let's see if, you know, it's like we, we're so mm-hmm. distrustful of reality television in a way Absolutely. because the audiences have become so sophisticated that we mm-hmm. don't believe anything that we see. We're like, oh, that person's just trying to get an Instagram following. Right. That person's that. So it's Rightfully interesting so. to watch. Well, but it's interesting to see you guys who have been able to do both. You've been able to grow like, quote unquote, your brand and do all of these Mm -hmm. amazing things, Mm -hmm. but we still genuinely believe in your love. I mean, is that Mm -hmm. also hard to tie parts of your career and yourself to actually something that's very personal? You know what? Yes and no. I think because prior to Love is Blind, that's kind of what my (sighs) business was anyway, as you saw my... uh, general label they had me down Lauren content creator but I actually have my own (laughs) my own media company prior to going on love is blind so you know being creative storytelling that was always a part of my life so it's like now that I have this platform and you know I'm sharing my life with so many others naturally I would combine both my loves right storytelling being creative and you know just the craziness that is my life and my lifestyle so I kind of teeter excuse me teeter the line between uh, sharing a lot about my life and still keeping a little bit that's just yeah. for me and my husband. Cause I think that that's important just to kind of protect our marriage and our family. Cause when you start to share too much, people just get all, I mean, people are already in my business, but you know, extra in your <laughs> business, they start telling lies and all that stuff. So I try to teeter the line, but, um, I love it. I feel like I'm in such a blessed position where all of the you know, ebbs and flows of my life kind of are flowing into each other and together. It's like everything's combined, which is good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you seem like you, you are so, uh, uh, just adept at at all of this. That's what I was Mm -hmm. so natural. It seems like every facet of this, when I was listening to the podcast, we have the receipts, you know, you get to talk about these Netflix shows that you Mm -hmm. were once on. And that kind of brings us, I guess, to this new season of love is blind, which Mm -hmm. is funny. You must, it's like strapping on a backpack and it's like time to make the donuts. Got to talk about this show I once was on and what it's become. And this season really is going down as what we call like a train wreck of a season. And I don't mean that in a completely negative way because it's highly watchable. Like I'm, I'm really (laughs) hanging on, but I guess, a bigger question is what's wrong with men? <laughs> what's wrong with everybody? Okay. What's- Look, it's not just the men, it's the women. Because <laughs> even watching this season, I said, huh? Like it's just this season, the seasons in the past, just dating in general, I feel like is hard. I have a lot of single friends, you know, men and women who are just like, help, help me. I'm like, hell, I had to go on a TV show. I don't know. I wish I could help. I couldn't help myself. But um, it's just tough. I feel like, 
you know, social media has made it harder for people to meet each other. Everything is so surface right now. Everything's like, you look good. That was supposed to be what the, you know, draw Experiment. to line is. But as we saw on the new recent season, you know, people get mad because you wear makeup in the reveal. <laughs> Oh my that God. That was, I mean, what she's talking so. about, you guys, if you haven't seen it, which you can catch up still, is that, uh, I mean, before this, the the four, series finale mm-hmm. is, I think it was named JP or J, yeah, one of JP, the, one of, Sugar Butt. One of the J, yeah. one of the J Sugar names. Butt. <laughs> he wears all American flag apparel nonstop. Yeah. He's probably wearing something right now with the, the flag on it. And it is wild <laughs> because he's sitting down this lady that he falls in love with in the pods and then tells her, you look good this way without makeup. And he wants to be patted on the back for telling her something that is just not asked of her. It, it is the weirdest thing. What do you, do you think he was almost trying to throw this? And like, like I, I didn't even understand where this conversation came from. I don't either. Honestly, I feel like <clears throat> this is one of those situations where y'all should have never came out the pods. Why did y'all even get engaged? Because there was probably nothing there to me. If I'm being honest, is giving we want to continue to show and be on TV. I mean, well, yeah, that's and, why I want to see the pod conversations. Yeah. I want to see unedited. Why did I believe that they were in love at all? Right. And to me, she looked beautiful with or without makeup. Like, sir. <laughs> Yeah, you need to put some makeup on. Yeah, nobody asked. By the way, that's not a conversation for like the first time you're with somebody in Mexico. Exactly. It's just like you're so fake. Is she? You just met her. Like you don't even know. He's judging her on all the wrong things. That's the point of the show. He has a thousand yard stare. I couldn't tell if he was drunk or not half the time. He just looked like he. I couldn't tell if he was there or not. Very intense. Yeah. Uh, Another gentleman that confuses me is uh, Uche, and Uche. We followed his kind of. I mean, he's had relationships with a couple of different women, one even previous or prior to the show. Mm-hmm. And it is wild because he's another one that seems to have very strong opinions and almost makes the woman that he's trying to start a relationship with feel bad, not only about being honest about cheating in a previous relationship, but then she makes the hard decision to leave the pods and mm-hmm. he chastises, like almost like just yells at her about this. Which is crazy to me because the whole thing with uh, Lydia and Uche, somebody cheated in that situation. I'm thinking it's Uche and you got the nerve to get an attitude for this woman for being honest with you. And she left because she didn't want to be with you anymore because y'all was lying, telling stories. Oh, we were dating. Oh, we weren't dating. Y'all just was having the sexes. Okay. Two, two months ago. So what's really going on? You know, that whole situation is just really strange to me. And, you know, I applaud anyone who leaves the show because they feel like their time is up. Aaliyah. Um, I'm sorry. JP's girl, sugar, butt lady. Because I feel like on these shows, you do kind of get pressure from production sometimes. Like, are you sure you don't just want to stay and see what happens? Like, you can be on TV. It's like, no, I've had enough. Thank you. Yeah. So I really applaud those people who are just like, this isn't for me. I'm walking away. Good. Oh, good for I them. Mean, totally. I'm all yeah, the time like, it, it makes me believe in the reality of the show when they make Absolutely. actually smart, informed decisions. Absolutely. Um, but Lydia was, uh, you know, Lydia is a very interesting character as well. Mm-hmm. Because Lydia winds up with uh, Milton, is that right? Yes, Milton is to me is the best thing about the whole season. I think why, he's why do you like Milton? Milton is just funny because he's such a twenty four year old. Like he says things like "yeah" and vibes and <laughs> can can I play Xbox until four in the morning with my Xbox? friends? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like he has to go to the arcade and shit like that. Like he he doesn't <laughs> like, really do that, but you know, it's just like his he is funny to me and he's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, and she she tried to get him to wear uh shorts, like different like a certain color shorts, and he was like he wasn't No, I'm wearing the black shorts. <laughs> and like he was like standing up to his mom or something. He's, He's like, I am taking a stand right now. Sadly, it didn't feel like he was standing up to his mom. That part is a little weird. I saw online where somebody said it's like the uh, you know, young guy from the basketball team who's like secretly dating his friend's mom. I was like, oh, they do kind of give those vibes. That's really yeah. And then Uche was dating Lydia before in the pods. And this yeah. is the only thing I will say in terms of like a, a little bit of a shady story from a woman is that obviously it seems like Lydia was in the, the you know, stories of some of people that Uche was involved in. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, women had reached out to Uche and said, hey, this random girl that seems like knows you is viewing my stories. And she is like, that is not true. Like, it is very interesting. She's never given mm-hmm. a straight answer. But, mm-hmm. you know, even when the pod squad, which, you know, it's funny. Now they have a group of people that didn't make the cut called the pod squad that comes back. Yes. And it. yeah, like, it, I know it's fascinating, but I think I, I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. Uh, I, 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 well, listen, I think you've watched the entire season and I know you I can't have, tell us but, what happened. You know, I have to, I'm, I'm excited to see the rest too, Ryan. I can't, I can't <laughs> give you any spoilers. I will get into a lot of trouble, but I don't know. The thing with uh, Lydia and Uche is weird to me. It's like, they still want each other, you know, like why are y'all still passionate yeah, about like, you, what's going on? You guys are all up in each other's business. Uche comes yeah. back to be like, I got to clear things up. And I know like, that's no, dramatic. You didn't, you didn't yeah, have to like, You could have let it lie. Home. You know, you did not have to come back and argue with her. And then the fact that uh, Uche went to Milton was like, listen, I just want to warn you, bro. Like, she's I like you. Yeah. I like like, when men are like, I like you, dude. It's just the woman you choose to love I do not like. And I need to tell you that. You know, it's like, get out of here with that. You still want her. What's up? Like, it's weird. Um, Which, by the way, your husband on the YouTube channel has a great interview uh, with Aaliyah Mm -hmm. uh, that's on there right now. Now, I mean, just speaking of, you know, what you've been able to build after the show, it was already in process before the show for you, but you know, your social media, your YouTube, I mean, 700,000 subscribers, that's an insane number. I mean, the one video just has been out for like two days and it's already like 250,000 views. What's it like? And, and even speak to potential responsibility that you have when creating content to make sure that it is your voice what you want mm-hmm. to put out there. And when you involve Cameron in it, like what are those discussions that go into what you create? Absolutely. You know, I like to use my social media and platform. I like to think of it as one, a vehicle for my creativity as a way that I can really connect with our supporters. But also I take my platform really seriously. I'm sure that I spread love and joy and entertainment. Like we all need to laugh sometimes, you know, and that's what I really try to focus on. Me and Cam's content, we just like to have a good time. People constantly ask us about our day to day. So we like to share those things online. But really, I just try to be myself because that's why I'm here. That's what got me here. So why would I stop now? You know, it's just uh, having fun while doing while doing it. Have you always been a, a big dreamer or, you know, once yes. a lot of things started taking off? Well, I, I guess. And, and are those dreams getting bigger and bigger each year? Absolutely. I feel like if your dreams aren't scaring you at least a little bit, then you're dreaming too small. And I'm scared every day. 
Okay, I'm like, wait, oh what are you God, scared? Wait, what are you scared of this week? Like, take us into this week. What oh, is what on the like horizon that you're like, ah, oh, this makes my stomach hurt? How much time do we got, Ryan? No, um, we, I mean, we got about 20 minutes. You can go. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this week I'm scared because I'm in the process of actually working on my nonprofit, yet something else, right? I'm you, I was going to ask you about that. What is your nonprofit? Explain what this yes. is. So my nonprofit, the Eddie Robbie Foundation, which was named after both of my grandmothers, um, you know, growing up and just throughout their lives, they constantly loved on other people, poured into them. And that's something that I want to continue myself and in my community. So you know, I'm using this foundation, which is going to be launching at some point this year, maybe in the next couple of weeks, actually, um, to pour into my community through mental health, financial literacy, um, wellness, creativity and art, uh, all the things that I kind of had as a child, because coming up, my mom kept me in like special programs that we could go to for, you know, like low income families and things where maybe you may not be able to afford that $5,000 art camp, but you still kind of get the experience of being in a creative space with other young people like you or talking to people, you know, from that arena, or maybe you're a mother who has three kids who is trying to get a job, but you don't really have the resources to get in the right mindset or whatever you need. I'm trying to be a source of resources for for these people. So I'm super excited about it. And it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So that's what I'm nervous about. I'm excited, but I'm nervous just because it is yet another thing on my plate. And I'm just one of those people who is very faith-based. So I'm like, God, I'm already doing a lot of stuff. Like, are you sure? But you just have to trust the process. Like I said, if your dreams are not scaring you, you're not dreaming big enough because how will you ever know how far you can stretch yourself, how much you can do if you don't try? Are you even surprised at how far you're you're going with your dreams? Oh, I'm not surprised, no. <laughs> and I say that humbly, though, because honestly, Ryan, everything that I'm stepping into in my life right now is stuff that I have cried and prayed about my whole life. Like, And it does yeah. scare me. You know, I, I am someone who has anxiety. I talk about that uh, on my socials all the time. Like, I'm very anxious. So, and a lot of pressure comes with having platform, with, you know, being, I don't like calling myself celebrity. Oh, that's so weird to me. But just having platform, I prefer saying that. So, you know, a lot of pressure comes with that. But I just try to silence all of that and just focus on the purpose. Why are you doing this? Like, yeah. how are you trying to help others? What makes you happy? And that's, you know, what I try to focus well, on. Well, yeah, a life of service is a life well lived. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, also, I saw that you were working on a documentary. Now you can't tell us what that's about, but like, yes. that's another thing. I was like, gosh, you're doing a documentary too? Like, I was like, yes. what? <laughs> so yeah, with my uh, media company, The Speed Brand. So I'm super excited to be working on a documentary with my family because my I actually come from an industry family. Y'all saw my crazy daddy on the show asking camera <laughs> crazy questions. Um, but I'm super like, there's so many wonderful things that are circulating through my life right now terrifying but blessings you know yeah so. mm -hmm. um right after love is blind hit now you had filmed it i think uh pro i mean a, a good while before it came out is that correct yeah we filmed it a year and a half before it came out now i remember watching the very end and it was right before the pandemic hit which was very mm -hmm. interesting that we you know it was a pod based show and then all of a sudden we were kind of locked in right? our own pods oh my and god i always the thought timing. about that but what was it like for this thing to hit and be huge? And then all of a sudden you were like stuck at home and not able mm. to go out there and promote the way that you used to promote and you yeah. plug. I mean, all those things. What was that experience like years ago for you coming out of this? You know, 
2020 was a year that I'll never forget. One, because it was this whole big buildup to the show coming out. Like I said, we waited a year and a half, right? So in my mind, I didn't want to be like, oh, the show's going to be successful. Oh, it's going to fail. I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. Then, you know, the pandemic happened. And in some weird way, even though it was a crazy time, it actually worked to the show's benefit because everyone was stuck at home. And what were they watching? Love is Blind and Tiger King. Like, yeah. That's all that everybody was talking about. By the about. way, that's why we were so disturbed during that time. We were literally watching Tiger King and Love is Blind. And that's yes. what we had. Exactly. Exactly. So it kind of grew this like cult, like following, like people will come up to me on the street and be like, listen, you literally got me through the pandemic. Like I believe in love because of you and your husband, like you guys touch my lives in these surreal ways. So it's really unbelievable. But at the same time, my life was in such a parallel because it's like, God, all these things are happening. Like the show's taking off. We were literally like the most talked about topic in the world because Netflix is global. So it wasn't just U.S. We were getting people hitting us up in Europe and, you know, uh, Asian countries, Africa. Like it was just it blew up so massively. But at the same time, over here, you know, we were going through George Floyd. We had all the riots going on. So it was just then we had the pandemic, these crazy parallels, like, oh, I'm up here, but I'm also down here. So it was just an experience that I'll never forget. It's hard to even explain, like, the extreme highs and extreme lows simultaneously were insane. Yeah, I mean, that life is seems to be wild like that. There's never just a place of, like, pure everything is going yeah. amazing. It's always, yeah. like, the the spice with this, whatever. Um, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Moving on, I was thinking about like, you know, have you ever been approached or would you guys ever consider of like, okay, we need the Lauren and Cameron reality show. (laughs) We see how well it works on YouTube. We see this. Would you guys do that? Or have you already been offered that and turned it down? Um, I think for us, it really just has to make sense. We're open to doing a reality show, but we don't want it to be something that will be cheesy and lessen our brand because we're just trying to hurry up and get back on TV. Like it has to be the right fit for who we are, who we're growing to be and what we stand for. And at the same time, it's like, you may see us on TV, but it may not even be in that capacity of reality. Like, you know, you never I'm, know. Okay. It could be interesting. something different. It might be, you know, I don't Wait, are you going to play like much. detectives on a cop drama? <laughs> what are we, what are we talking hey, about? You never know, Ryan. Okay. We may be, who knows? I will be a detective in a cop drama. Shoot, well, listen, if Nick, if, hey, if Nick and <laughs> Vanessa ever stepped down, I think you guys would make great hosts for the show. Yes. A, a lot of people echo that since like it's crazy what um, a couple months ago, it was a whole petition circling. I saw that. Yeah. It had like 45,000 signatures. I'm like, no, Nick and Vanessa hate us. Well, I mean, but listen, we Vanessa went way too, <laughs> Vanessa went way too hard at that reunion. And I was like, she ah, that was it was wild because yeah. I don't know. You kind of ha- when you're in that position, you kind of kind of keep it an even keel. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I think this is an automatic no. But you said you used to watch Housewives or you watched Housewives in the past. Mm-hmm. Would you ever be a real housewife of Atlanta? You know, <clears throat> excuse me. It's funny because well, I don't want to say too much, but um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the type of person to be fighting somebody. And the real Housewives of Atlanta seems they're really focused on like fights and drama. <laughs> and listen. Yeah. I have my Detroit side, okay, but I don't, that's not what I'm trying, I'm all about love and positivity, so I'm not about to be fighting on nobody, you know, because they're talking about my husband or something, it's just, 
We need the positive person that doesn't want to fight. We need I that person. I will be the positive person who doesn't want to fight. If I was to do that show, I would have to be the the Zen energy, you know. And you could you Candy Burris. She's like a, a like a business mastermind. She could like yes. mentor you. I yes. can I can see a little positive storyline you know, there potentially. Yeah, that could work. We'll see. Um. <laughs> so. What in terms of uh, pop culture and things like that? What mm-hmm. do you What do you watch for enjoyment? What do you listen to for enjoyment? Are those mm-hmm. things a part of your life on the day to day? Absolutely. Um, I love you know film and television. That was like my major in college, so I'm all about movies. Me and Cam actually just discovered a show called The Wheel of Time. Have you heard of this? No. What's that on? So it's on uh, Amazon, and Cam loves like sci fi. <laughs> Yeah, he was Surprise, talking about one right? in his office to be like cyberpunk or something like that. Or he, he loves was... like sci-fi renaissance, witchy, like time stuff. So we found this show and it's actually really, really good. It's called The Will of Time. And it has, it's in that whole era where they're like, I shall fight you for the crown. <laughs> like, but they're like witches. It's good. Um, so we actually, been, we actually just binged that. Uh, what else am I watching? Um that's really been the main thing. I watch a lot of like older stuff. Like I love watching Martin reruns because, you know, classics, <laughs> Fresh Prince classics. of Bel-Air. Yeah. You know, it's wild. I mean, thinking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air too, I, I you know, is that Will Smith, you know, in the first episodes of that show, you can see him repeat his, his like other people's moving. lines of dialogue because he didn't know how to do it. And it just shows you the will that he had to become better was that he kind of willed himself and worked himself into one of the best actors that we have. And I always think about that of like where he started. Mm -hmm. He had that opportunity, but he wasn't like the best at it and where Mm -hmm. he got to. It's amazing. That's that goes back to, you know, just the drive. Like he memorized the whole script, everyone's lines, just so he could be have his and be like, oh, it's my turn. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's great. But to teach yourself to learn to listen and then to learn to really inhabit a role, I thought, wow, that really does take so much work. And like you said, willpower, by the way, I was just thinking about the TV show with Cameron Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, one of the biggest fights couples have is what to watch on TV is like that, Mm -hmm. that really can make or break a relationship right there. Um, through the, Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, it's funny because I also watch like one of my favorite shows to watch is like The Shy, uh, oh, which just yeah. comes Showtime. on Showtime. Yeah. But Cam does not like a lot of violence, even though he likes witch violence. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, witch it's like, violence be, is much yeah, different. <laughs> I guess that's okay. Um, but I'll be watching that. He'll be like, what is this? Oh, it's so violent. And then he'll sit down and he'll just binge the whole thing with me. That's usually how it tends to go in our house. He'll be like, oh, you're watching this again. And then he eases on the couch. Next thing you know, he's eight episodes in. And you know, <laughs> I witch violence. Uh, that's well, what what have like I mean, you guys wrote a book on uh, relationships mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, as you progress, you know, five years in, what has been the toughest part of your very real relationship that started mm. on a reality show but is very real? What's been the toughest part? What's been the hurdle that you didn't expect? Oh, the hurdle that I didn't expect that's a good one. I would say. Just as you grow as a person, you also have to grow as a couple, right? So it's just like you can't just be like, oh, it's me, 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 me. This is what I want to do. So what I it's like you have to also support that in the realm of the us 
as well. Like I'm doing this because I love it, but I'm also doing it for us, which has been something that's been kind of a learning role for me because like I said on the show, Hey, I've been single for a long time. I went on the show in my thirties. I was already kind of set. So, you know, I had to kind of grow into that over the five years, but I've come a long way. And it's kind of beautiful releasing that part of you like, okay, it's us. I have a partner. I don't always have to be like, oh, it's me. It's me. I'm the strong, you know, woman, which is nothing wrong with being a strong woman. <laughs> Shout out to the strong women. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just kind of nice to be able to relax into knowing that I have a partner that has my back and being confident in him and our relationship and that we'll push each other. I mean, it's still got to blow your mind that this did start on a reality show. Like, no, Every that will day. always be the that will always be the beginning of your story, which so few yeah. people will have. I mean, I guess it's as we continue on in life, more and more people potentially will have that story, weirdly enough. But you are you know, one of the only people that it's working for. Ryan, sometimes I will just have these moments of consciousness where I'll just be in the kitchen and I'll just look over like, I really have a husband who yeah. I met on a TV show. Like, this is really our house. Like, I live here with you? Wait. <laughs> like, this is... Honestly, it it just hits me, like, at the most random times, at least once a week. I'll just be staring at Cameron. He's like, what are you staring at? It's like, you're really my husband. Like, we're married. Yeah. Yeah. He's so. like, yeah, I can't I can't believe it either. This I is... And he's like, uh, anyways, let's get back to this witch show uh, that we're watching. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, since you did write this book on relationships, which you guys mm-hmm. can get on Amazon, I'm going to make sure you uh, put the link. Um, what are some of those uh, things that you find as pitfalls when you're, you know, viewing other people's relationships or even watching these shows? Or what are the common uh, missteps that people can make? And when do you decide to do something for yourself if something is not right? Like we were talking mm. about in Love is Blind, the girl that decided to leave. Yeah. Um, missteps that people make. I think one of the main things that I see, you know, in relationships just in general, I think that a lot of people feel like going into something, they have to change their self or morph the, themselves into something that they feel like will be more attractive to the other person, whether that's changing their personality a little bit or hiding an aspect of themselves just because it'll make them more likable or more relatable. It's like, no, do you. Do you be you if you want someone to really love you for you in a relationship? You got to be yourself because if not, how are they going to really know who you are and accept you for who you are? So I always tell people, you know, just open yourself up to love. And that includes that vulnerability of really being yourself. And when you find the person who actually loves your true self, you got a winner. You got I mean, and you guys both probably had a string of relationships that did not work that you knew what you were not looking for. Yes. But at the same time, I don't think anything could have prepared either of you guys that you turned out to be each other's one because you don't know what you're actually looking for sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, going on the show, once I realized like, okay, I'm really doing this, like I made it a point to... Like I have my little vision board and stuff. Like I said, I'm a person who makes lists. Okay. So I actually wrote down like, okay, I want someone who is A, B, C, and D. And going into the pods, I was sure to really hold to that. Like I want what I want, even though some things, you know, you have to adjust like, okay, well, they have this quality maybe not this one, but I still like them overall <laughs> as a person. So that's I like okay. that you're bar you're bartering on there. Like I can give up that. Like it doesn't have to be you have needs. To, I can give you up. know, some people have lists that are like 300 points long and it's like, 
sis, bro, you you may not get all that in one person. Sometimes you got to bend and stretch to make it do what it do. I had to do that with Cam in some instances. And look, I'm very happy. So you just have to open your mind, open your heart to get the best experience out of relationships. Because being rigid doesn't always work for your benefit, even though you think it will. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. As we start winding down here, I'm also just more fascinated with how you do approach life. I think that is such Mm -hmm. something meaningful to me, even aside from the show is, you know, vision boards, lists, all of these things, kind of not the hustle culture, but that's what I'm saying. Manifesting, like speak about manifesting, like, has this Mm -hmm. always been something like, when did you learn about things like this? When did you learn about like trying to manifest, manifest better things in your life? Has that been since uh, you were a kid or how did that come about? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've always been a dreamer, like we talked about earlier. And I think it was a period in my life right before Love is Blind. It was actually really dark for me. Like I said, you know, my relationships weren't working out that good. I wasn't really happy with the corporate job that I was working. This is before I quit to, you know, pursue my own business. And it was just like, okay, if you want something, Lauren, you are going to have to work for it. You're going to have to fight for it. Nobody's going to come hand you anything. No one's coming to save you. There's you know, what they taught you as a kid is not true. No one in a cape is coming to like whisk you off. Even though I did kind of get whisked off, but anyway, (laughs) um, you know, it's like, you have to fight for yourself. You have to believe in yourself. So I just got to a point where I was like, okay, what do you want to do? Write it down. How do you get to these points? What are the steps that you need to take to do these things? And that's just kind of how I started with my vision board. It's something about posting and looking at the things that you want to do every day, waking up and seeing that visual like, oh, I want to be in this theater or I want to write this theater isn't like me with my creativity and film. Yeah. And stuff. So people are like, she wanted to be an actress. I knew it. No, I'm talking about <laughs> By the way, everybody company. is so hopped up on that. These people want to be actors. Yeah, I don't even think it's it, that. I think a lot of these people now just want to be like on social media and things yeah, like that. Not exactly. I mean, I, yeah. But so you, that's very important. Do you sit there? Do you have a morning routine that includes meditation and things? Do you just sit yes. there and dream on things? I absolutely. Um, I'm definitely getting more consistent with my meditation because I realize how much of a difference it makes for the day. Like instead of waking up and instantly getting your phone and checking emails and scrolling on social media, like so many of us do, myself included at first, I was like, no, don't even look at your phone at first. Get up, say your prayers. You know, if you do pray, um, meditate. What do you want this day to feel like? What do you want it to look like? What do you want to accomplish today? Maybe Maybe work out, work on your body and your mind simultaneously when you first get up, drink some water, get your organs good. And then when you're ready, face the world. It's like you don't have to face all that loud noise right away when you first wake up. It's such a disruptor to your spirit and your mind. It just kind of sets you off course because you're instantly thinking of somebody else. If you instantly get on Instagram and look at other people's lives and what they're doing, like first thing in the morning, you're not even thinking about yourself. Oh, it's you despair, it's despair immediately. Strategy. Yeah, you know, so I've I've been learning that and it's hard to do because we're all addicted to social media. I think we can just Yeah, no, I mean, it's that. so, ad- yeah. it's such a part of, I mean, it's like that itch you can't scratch and it Absolutely. never fully makes you feel, it's like it's, crack. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the we- I, listen, I've not experienced crack yet, but I, 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 <laughs> I haven't like, either, but I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the pull quote. You know neither what of I us, mean, Ryan. Neither of us have experienced crack. That's what we're basically trying neither to say with this entire crack. I mean, yeah. you know what I was trying to I know say. What, I know what you mean completely, it's a but that's. Thing. Yes. But it's Ryan, that more. Ryan just called me a crackhead, y'all. Y'all yeah. heard it? <laughs> See? 
This See? interview was going so well until no, I was just I think about morning routines a lot because it's so yeah. hard sometimes to do the right thing that mm-hmm. you almost kind of set roadblocks in your path. Uh, and especially like those morning things, because it's so much easier to pick your phone up and start comparing mm-hmm. yourself to other people instead mm-hmm. of doing something like taking your vitamins, but you like doing all right. these things that you could actually do for yourself. I think we're in this culture now that we kind of set these obstacles in our path and then wonder why we're upset. Yes. Do you meditate? Uh, I will see. That's the deal. Like I will, like it's on my to-do list. Lauren, thank you for asking. No, I uh, listen. I have, I have this thing. It's like a, it's called, uh, uh, to do, uh, it's called, no, sorry, done. It's an app called done. And I have like 30 things on here. So it's basically like brush teeth in the morning, check my calendar, <laughs> meditate, write in journal. So it's all of these things. And then you get to hit the box. But the thing is with mm-hmm. meditation, it's the one that I don't do every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that block is because I've had mm. periods of time where I will do it and it helps. But for yeah. some reason, I get scared to sit in silence mm. and it's a that's, roadblock. That's deep right there. Yeah. Scared to sit I, in I silence to to, with your no, thoughts, I, you know? But that's why I was so enjoying uh, learning more about you and, and the, how much more you are than somebody that was on Love is Blind because I'm always looking mm-hmm. for somebody that has it right, that's on the right path, that's somebody yeah. that we can look up to and go, what do you do? Like, could I try that? And mm-hmm. I think you are that kind of person to a lot of people. So I'm so uh, thankful to actually get to, to study you and, and learn a little bit more about you. <laughs> Because I'm really interested in trying to get to that next level like you are doing and, and what a fight mm-hmm. that can be sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm still a work in progress. B- believe you me, I have my struggles just like everybody else, but I just push through them. I think that's the, the Well, key, listen, you, you know? got to live with Cameron. That's a big struggle, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, this has just been delightful. Um, Lauren Speed Hamilton, how do we catch up on everything? Like what, where's like the one place to go? I'm going to put all the links on, uh, mm-hmm. on the, the description, you guys, but where do we go to find out everything you, where, where do we go to find out about this documentary when it's announced? You know, where, yes. where do we go? So I share a lot of my life and everything on Instagram. So you guys can find me over there at need for L speed or just search Lauren Speed Hamilton on all social medias and I should pop up. You'll find me. And you guys, the, the Netflix uh, podcast actually is really worth your time. It's We Have the Receipts. <laughs> it's really funny. Do you guys know what show you're going to be covering after Love is Blind? Um, So we actually have Selling Sunset coming up. Oh. And yeah, season. Did the you watch Selling season. the OC this season? I did. Ooh, yes. The way they ended that the with drama. Alex and Tyler kissing in the hot tub. <sighs> and then did you see that Tyler? That wasn't their first time kissing, please. I, I, you didn't believe did, that, did you, Ryan? They have listen, let me have sessions. let me have my fairy tales. Like, come on. <laughs> did I wasn't you see that he left? This is the first time he did left. Did you see he left the show? Tyler left the show last week. Oh, he did. He made the announcement he's going to work with his dad's company again. Oh, probably because yeah. he was getting so much backlash. Like, you know, people can be really cruel. Honestly, okay, wait, like, sorry. Last last question. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. What no, was that like for all of us to be in your business on something that you put out there, obviously for public consumption, mm-hmm. but then we also had all opinions on this. And I think a lot of them were very nice for you guys because we yeah. believe in you, but I'm sure mm-hmm. everything has negative backlash now. What's that like to actually Absolutely. comment about something real in your life? Yeah, you know, it, I definitely went through an adjustment period. It's crazy just when people just flood into your life, like you said, they give you all the opinions. Luckily for me and Cam, it was mainly love. Of course, every now and then you get a little troll that has something ugly to say. But unfortunately, it's like you can read a million loving comments, but that one angry 
evil comment will stick with you throughout the day. So that takes a certain mental power, but it's hard. You know, people open up their lives. Sometimes you get love. Sometimes you get hate. For me, I just try to shut out everything. I don't even like to read all of the comments all the time because you're bound to find that one person who's kind of miserable. You're almost looking for it. You're looking for the negativity almost. And honestly, the comment usually has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. So I just try to remember that. Like, this is a them problem. This has nothing to do with me. If they're going through something and they feel the need to write something mean and evil, that's on them because I'm still going to be mean. And that's just how I try to look at it. Well, Lauren Speed Hamilton is one to watch. I cannot wait to see where you go from here. Thank you for spending so much time with me and my audience today. And hopefully I'll get to talk to you soon down the line. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. I I know, it really was. I'm going to have to come back. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.